Thompson Robinson pulls it this time. Hurdling, and he pulled it off for a touchdown. His signature move. They're going to run a play. Rising with some confusion, just keeps it. And there, he's still going. Rising breaks free. And goes all the way to the end zone. Wow. Back with more loudmouth college football. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, man. Good. Just I feel this- like absolute shit as the first disclaimer, <laughs> and then you, <laughs> and then you on the other hand. Yeah, family's in town for weddings. So if you guys hear background noise, it's not going to be anything bad. It just might be people talking. So or or a little five year old singing "Ride the Lightning" by Warren Zeters. So. I was going to say, there are worse songs to hear sung, especially it's, from It's like his generation. favorite song ever. It's so it's so adorable. So. You're ride the light. Not a lot of news. Well, so there's a little bit more news than a lot of people are realizing yeah, with media days going on. Dude, I've slept all day, so give me a break. <laughs> I'm, I'm so out of it, man. I literally got home like 30 minutes ago, so. Nick Saban's talking. Oh, oh. Nick Saban yeah. is talking. Yeah. And he just uh, – he's just kind of like that get off my lawn type of dude at this point. Or he's like, let's just go back. I, I mean, I don't even know what, what to really make of what he's saying. He just like – it. he's saying all this stuff, and it doesn't necessarily pertain to his program. And this is like the first time the last couple of years, really, we started to see it. But this is like the first time he really went all in on this better for the sport versus better than for Alabama type of thing. He said something of the effect. I'm paraphrasing. He was talking about Alabama being the haves and talking about saving the have nots. Yeah, Um, there it is. There's the. Brandon Walker moment we were waiting for. (laughs) Turn that shit off. (laughs) But no, and uh, yeah, it was, that was a weird quote to hear and not in, it really wasn't a bad quote. Like it it wasn't like he said anything stupid. It was just more so like along the effects of trying to keep the game, I guess, at what it is and what it has been. And I don't think it has anything to do with his, with Bama staying on top. I think he just, doesn't want to see it become power five teams only. And then the rest of them are gone out of the higher level. And we don't know what's going to be and will become, I don't think it'll become that, but I mean, you never know. So I don't, I don't think it was a bad thing that he said. If you want to hear the actual thing, Greg McElroy's new podcast, uh, that's where this whole thing started. Uh, if you guys want oh, yeah. to listen to that. Yeah. It started with McElroy and I, I heard Saban talking about it on Josh Page show as well because josh pate is also there that's right and he talked to saban and pate's just of course anytime he's posting something i'm on that so yeah saban is uh talking a good bit kirby was talking a little bit about 
he he made a joke that people took too seriously about man with all this nil stuff i was thinking about retiring he made this joke basically and a lot of people was just like breaking news kirby smart was near retirement when nil i'm like shut up bro (laughs) but that was i did hear about that yeah, that was that was not very was many dumb. outlets, big but it dumb. was some outlets. That was a big dumb moment. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not too overly concerned about his comment. Like I said, they weren't bad comments, so I'm not like thinking too hard about it. I just think yeah. that he would have kind of said what was on his mind and let it let it be. So a lot of people lately have been trying to make a bigger deal out of some of the stuff that he says to begin with as of the last, I don't know, six, seven months and probably didn't need to happen. So also a stat or some analytics that I heard, I posted this in the group chat. Did you guys know that Spencer Rattler under pressure last year was the best quarterback in America. And then also against the blitz, he was the best quarterback in America. The most. Efficient. Yeah, I did see that. You had what in the, that. Like I was shocked by that, and I did believe in Rattler because I know the talent he has, and I think the change of scenery is good for him and being reunited with Beamer, who recruited him. But this kind of feels a little like one of those moments where numbers do lie because I felt like when watching him with the eye test, he did feel a bit rattled under pressure. Like I know that the statistics say that, but... His, I mean, mistake, his mistake, his mistakes were made when he didn't have that kind of pressure. Yeah, that's yeah. like he was I, taking, I, he was I making terrible mistakes when he wasn't, case, when he wasn't getting rushed. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was getting frustrated with him. I was like, dude, you can't like you can make all these great plays. It's uh, honestly on a similar level, like Bo Nix. I talked so highly of him because of what he could do when he was getting rushed and pressured. But then he makes these dumb mistakes constantly. Yeah. When he's not, so it's a, it's a very similar Weird. situation. Adrian Martinez is also the yes. same way too. Yes, it's well, like uh, I, it's like polar opposite of what you think a quarterback would be. I think it, I think he's going to get it figured out this year, though. I think he'll he'll minimize those mistakes. Yeah, I kind of related a little bit to Justin Fields too, as far as when you saw both of the quarterbacks from Oklahoma last year who are no longer at Oklahoma, both Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattley, you saw that kind of hero ball mentality take over with both Mm -hmm. of them. And I'm curious if that has something to do with the Lincoln-Riley system and Baker starting it, because we all know in college, Baker was all about the team. He was all about winning. He didn't care about anything else. And then Kyler was also just kind of like he was the backup for years. And we all know it's pretty public what Jalen Hurts was like. And these guys all transferred in. But both of these guys that he recruited out of high school, for some reason, completely played hero ball when given the chance the last two seasons. And it led to dumb mistakes on both of their parts. It just happened more with Rattler because, honestly, Rattler just had the attitude and the loose, you know, kind of for, you know, not trying to, you know, make a pun here, but he was kind of a loose cannon. And I'm not saying that as far as he had a cannon for an army, even though he does. So, yeah. But he's got – I'm curious. Got, I, he is the guy who can either make or break what South Carolina will be this season. Well, I mean, arguably, I mean, I think the defense is going to be just fine. But offensively, I mean, he, A, he's probably going to be the guy controlling the offense. 
Yeah. And as much as I love Christian Beale Smith, they're not going to be playing through the run. I don't think their offensive line can handle playing through the run as much as some may think. So, I don't know. They're going to be very interesting to see and how what they're able to do. I mean, Beal Smith won't even be the starter there. It'll be a two or two running back system where probably two guys are going to get, you know, double digit carries in that system. And Christian Beal Smith would probably be the second one to hit the double digits a game. So it's just, I, I mean, I think they would be pretty balanced. And they, I mean, I don't know. It's really just going to depend on the matchup. Trying to run it down Georgia's throat is not going to work. They're going to have to air it out against Georgia, which their secondary is crazy good too so <laughs> anyway that's that's just about all i have before our topic of the day yeah i don't have much more actually there's really not a lot other than that thing i, I don't know i keep seeing all what i have a question though that now that i'm thinking about it since i i i saw something about brian kelly and then i reckon remembered shane beamer's video from earlier today or yesterday why are coaches like trying to be trendy and do these like rap videos or there's a noise um, like these rap videos and stuff like that. And even even Jim Harbaugh did it like what, five years ago now, mm-hmm. six years ago. And it's like what? Is... Blake Anderson hit up a gritty and yeah, uh, like dude, if you're gonna recruit good, you're gonna recruit it. good. You don't have to do this stupid shit. And the Brian Kelly stuff was just ridiculous. I... That was the dumbest stuff I've ever seen for any recruiting pitch. But didn't, to didn't the quarterback there, that he did that dancing shit with, didn't he not even commit to LSU? No, after he's that? on roster. Is he? Walker oh, Howard. Yeah, he's on roster. I thought, maybe it was some other one, but somebody like did that and just didn't commit. So I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was but, Walker Howard who was that was on National Signing Day, mm-hmm. and that was the day that Walker Howard was signing. Um, and he's he's going to be good, but he's not going to play this year with the. Three-headed monster that they have at quarterback, which really I think it's down to two guys. I just I'm not going to buy into Miles Brennan. But with that being said, Tyler, I'm I'm gonna say this is yeah, it's goofy and it doesn't really work, but it also doesn't really hurt at the same time. I I never said it hurt. I just asked. I know, I know. I'm just making (laughs) that point where like it's like okay, maybe if this could sway one or two kids, it's not gonna. It also might push away one or two kids, but the point is, is it's a not a net positive, not a net negative. I don't really get the point and why they do it, but it doesn't necessarily. I personally hurt. wouldn't, but I, I don't know. Out. The yeah, fake yeah, accent is a little care. bit. More it doesn't bother me. I just yeah, funny. The, and I wanted to know why because I I've never understood the whole point to it. So I wanted to know if you guys maybe had a an idea of why they, they do that. That's enough for me, dog. Well, I mean, I don't mind the camaraderie. The camaraderie is one thing. There's other ways to do it. <laughs> like Whatever whatever he's doing down at LSU, though, it's working. They got a good class that they're putting together. They've been on fire as of late. You know, they haven't had a five-star commit to them, but they got 11 five, four stars already. They got the number eight class in the country. It's Nothing to really be too. We know that they're going to get one or two five stars as well. They do every single year. People are also complaining about like how they don't have that fence around Louisiana, and this is something that like Zach Smith. I you know I listened to him. He was totally off base on. He he just completely was like, you got to rope get a rope around uh you know the state of Louisiana. It's like 
All right, you're talking about them not getting two of the top three kids in Derek Williams and Arch Manning, and they're probably going to be able to get the number two and the number four kid from Louisiana. So what? what's the point? Like, you're talking about Arch, Arch Manning. He was never going to go to LSU. I never thought that. Nobody ever thought that. I was about to say, not He's, once, mm-hmm. unless it might have been his freshman year, did anybody think LSU was on his list? That kid could have been from Alaska. That could, kid could have grew up in New York, New York, or, or some other state that's not big on recruiting, and he would be a national, a national mm-hmm. name. Everybody, not everybody, because I know Big Ten schools didn't really want him, but people wanted him from coast to coast. Yeah, Let's I thought not it was act funny. like that's such a big deal. I thought it was funny Michigan trying to offer him like way late, and the I was like, I was like, what the hell are we doing? Like, just what's like, even it, the it, point? He's already dead. <laughs> Leave him alone, man. He's already gone. Fair. You guys else, thought you, know? you had your quarterback, and then your backup plan didn't really work out. So you're just like, you know, I don't blame blame Michigan for like trying to just throw something out there and try to get involved, even if like, what do you have to lose? You know. Yeah, and I'm not even mad. Like, I don't blame Dante Moore for just, going. I mean, we still have good quarterbacks there. I think people don't realize, like, even behind, I don't think I don't think Orgy's going to be great, but he could be decent, you know, to follow up JJ at least for a year, a bridge to somebody good. I don't think we have to worry about trying to go after the, a a high profile guy in this class. Yeah, but Dante Moore might just be the best quarterback in this class. I didn't. I didn't say he wasn't. I, I'm I just know, saying but I'm he, not he would be something that you guys are not going to have in 2022 or 2023 in my humble opinion of course he he moved up i think he trended up to like a near top 10 player uh so i don't know this whole thing is just interesting with what's going on with you guys because you got some momentum too and your class is far from done and at the very least it seems like that hardball nfl stuff is kind of blowing over you know yeah no i don't i don't think anybody has to worry about that so I have our uh, our list, and uh, once again, Cam, <laughs> you're last. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Colin, you're first. Uh, I'm obviously in the middle, and yeah. Are you well, shocked? I, I think we all know who I'm going to pick with my first pick. Is it a homer pick? No, it's not a homer pick. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it could be considered a homer pick, but it's not. All right. We ready? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Here, let me pull this up. Top six (sighs) champions. We were going to do top eight, but our beloved BJ is not here. That sounded weird. Uh, Whatever. The innuendos are. It's fine. Six is a good number. Six is a good number. Yeah, I think six will work. Keeps uh, the BCS the playoff area isn't really that long in the grand scheme. Yeah, six out of 23. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Here we go. Number one, Colin, who you got? The number one best team in the BCS in college football playoff era is the most talented team and a dominant team who had one close call, I believe, on the road at Boston College, if I'm not mistaken, but pretty much one close call all year, in which case Ed Reed took that ball and ran it to the crib. It's the Miami Hurricanes, 2001, the U. I'm hoping Super Mario brings him back. I want to see college football and be able to remember college football where the U was great because even growing up as a little kid, the U had some sort of mystique to it. 
that I can only understand if I see that greatness return. And I think Miami is taking the steps in the right direction. They're not there yet, but certainly progress. And that 2001 team with the NFL guys that they had on the bench, let alone the NFL guys they had playing on Saturdays mm-hmm. and, and, and absolutely crushing, I believe it was in Nebraska in the national championship. Yeah. The best national champion that we have seen to date. I would have been shocked oh. if it's still. What? What, Cam? I, I said that's a great pick. I would have been shocked if it fell. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about guys who were just like some of the best players in college football history and some of the greatest. I mean, I brought up Ed Reed, of course. He was awesome. Um, but then you talk about like just Sean Taylor and – I, I believe, uh, you know, you had the quarterback with Ken Dorsey, and he was still a little bit younger there. And it's just uh, – there's so many names that you could go down. It It's ridiculous. Absolutely. I don't disagree with you, but I'm going to go with a little more recent. 2019 LSU. I mean, it's hard yeah. not to with the offense. The offense was as – prolific as we may have ever seen and specifically joe burrow i mean heisman trophy winner ncaa record for touchdown pass of the season i mean that entire team was just as as good as you can get maybe besides oh one miami and oh one miami carried by defense this lsu team was carried by their offense so i'm gonna go with with them as my first pick and number two overall and they were in my number three pick, you know, when I was thinking about that. They were just the third third best team that I had in my mind. So it's not like we're completely off with that. I, I 100% agree. I mean, that offense was just amazing. Uh, their, their weak spot in the offense was the running back position, who ended up still being a first-rounder. And he hasn't panned out exactly, you know, the way a lot of people wanted, but he's still a productive NFL player. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and then of course you just had the depth at receiver, Joe Burrow, and a pretty solid offensive line as well. And it was just electrifying to watch. Super fun. Yeah. Cam, what do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Um, that was on my short list for sure. Though when I heard I was last, I know how much this guy liked them. And so I was like, that ain't gonna fall to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that was that team, in my opinion, was was the best. But I can't argue with Miami. I mean, oh one Miami was as dominant of a team as you ever you may ever see. Yeah, you so, guys were I just mean, one and zero to, to respectively. So not like you can remember. Yeah, I mean, if I had to put this those two in order, it'd be one A and one B. Now I don't know who your number two was, and I'm sure if it falls to you, we're going to hear it. Yeah. Or even if Cam takes it, we're going to hear it. So, uh, yeah, without, yeah. without further ado, Cam, you got mm-hmm. two in a row. Who's number three? I'm going to go ahead and go with the 2008 Florida Gators. You, you, not only is that the best, best prison league team of all time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a good one. <laughs> oh I mean,. Gosh. It, it was absolutely insane that, like, 
that team is one of the most complete teams of all time. Um, you get that kind of production on offense. Um, well, on both rushing the football and passing the football. Because a lot of the times with with these great teams, they still definitely favor one side of the offense. Because, like, for instance, that LSU team, that LSU team, definitely passing the offense. Passing the yeah. Miami, running the football. Like, and then this team, though, like, just did it all offense. And that defense was nasty. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Imagine having Catholics versus convicts on one team. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. That's a good one. But uh, no, so many jokes, but that, that was so great. 2008 yeah. Florida is one of my personal favorite teams because I was a Tim Tebow fan as a kid mm-hmm. growing up. I was a quarterback, the guy to look at and, and want to be like, especially in the 2007 to 2010 time frame, was Tim Tebow, especially in the college ranks. So mm-hmm. I watched that team week in and week out yeah. just to see what they were doing. As it was hard not to. And as good of a team as I, I've ever seen. I mean, you don't even think about just Tim Tebow. Obviously, we talk about Aaron Hernandez, who was good. Percy Harvin, I believe, was still on this team at the time. Yes. No, Percy Harvin was probably the best football player on this team, dude. I yes. think people don't realize how – or at least on offense, you know, you can say all you want about Tebow. He was an amazing leader, and he did his mm-hmm. job. And he, he did amazing this, this season. The fact yeah. that he didn't win back-to-back Heisman's, I brought it up in the past. That was a travesty. It yeah. wasn't a travesty because, of course, you know, Sam Bradford had was a pretty good. amazing year. Yeah, but Bradford it was, was just great, like, but... wow. It's just you would think. But with that being said, like Percy Arvin, you're talking about over 600 yards rushing, over 600 yards receiving, 17 total touchdowns. This guy could really play football. At a high level, and if he wasn't such a mental basket case from everything I've heard, he would have been one of the better NFL players of our generation as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good, too, when he was playing yeah. in Seattle and Minnesota. I mean, yeah, it's not even like he was bad. He just, as you said, the I don't know, he just let his uh, mind, I guess, get the best of him. But with that, Cam, you open up round number two. No pressure. Um, I this one. Um, technically, they won the national championship. It no was way. taken away. Two thousand four USD. No way. That's not technically like they were the outright champion that they year. were. No, that's not yeah, what I was talking about. Before, that was that was dude. who I was going to pick before I decided yeah. on LSU. <laughs> um, yeah, like honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. As good as that dynasty was, I think they were slightly overrated though. And they didn't make my top six. They, they I, I don't, they would have been in my top six, but I, I mm-hmm. had a hard time putting them over LSU and who I'm eventually going to put in the next pick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, USC, it was a good team. It was a very yeah. good team, actually. Um, and yeah, glad, glad great minds think alike there, Tyler. But, yeah, and, I mean, but the only reason I wasn't going to put them on my list mm-hmm. and they shared a championship, whether or not they were outright or not. 
or sorry, that you said 04. My mistake. I was saying yeah, 04. 04. They, oh, they were yeah, outright they, they were. So, yeah. And they were very like, dominant. I'm not trying to take anything mm-hmm. away from they, them. They probably were about seven right there. I definitely considered them. But I do think they're a little bit overrated. Let's put it this way. I had LSU 1, or LSU 1, Miami 1, LSU 3, and um, and then Florida 2008-4. So okay. my number two is still out there, and it was not it was not USC. It, it was not mm-hmm. USC. They probably would have been seven um, or eight, somewhere around there. But, I mean, I don't hate the pick. Like, I have respect yeah. for how that was. And having the run that they had for them not to yeah. have a team would be pretty crazy. But to me, they just didn't make the cut there. Yeah, I I just feel like that was a really good team. Um, once again, we talk about a balanced offense. Um, and a defense that doesn't get the – recognition that quite frankly they deserve like everybody talks about liner and bush in that offense that defense just played well together as a unit like that was just one of those i i feel like that's just a very complete well-rounded team um and so i and like you guys i felt like one of the teams should be on the list and I personally feel like this was the best available of those teams to make the list. And so that's why I went ahead and went with them. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with, with anything that you said there. And I think like when you're, when you're looking at this team, they just might have, Maybe not like as far as NFL projection goes, because we're talking about all these Alabama teams the last mm-hmm. decade and a half, but they might have had the best BCS or CFP backfield pair of running backs. So, yeah. Lindell I mean, White and and um Reggie Bush. Yeah. And Reggie wasn't even like he was really good that year, but Reggie mm-hmm. was not the same Reggie Bush that you were like he didn't no. even hit a thousand yards rushing. In uh, 2004, it was really – the stat year was 2005. He wasn't that star in 04. There, so, there's no doubt that 2005 was the best team of that run. Like, it really was. But, unfortunately, they lost in the greatest game of all time. So, Yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of ironic. Yeah. Don't go to me yet. I'm trying to figure something out before I do this. Well, we got two more teams left, though. Some options that are on the table right now that I feel like are contenders. I mean, you're talking about NFL talent on all of these teams. I, I think when you go to the early era of the BCS, you're not going to get a whole lot, like the first five years or so, other than Miami. Uh, so I don't think any of us are going to pick 98 Tennessee, 99 Florida State, 2000 Oklahoma, or 2002 Ohio State, right? Am I right on that? Am I on base with well, that? Well, I'm out for the count, so. Sure. Well, so Cam's not picking it. <laughs> sure. 
I'm actually Tyler looking at one of those really schools, one of those teams right now. Uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with it. Uh, 1999, Florida State. Uh, obviously undefeated. Um, not only that, I mean, they stayed as the number one team in the country the entire season. Now, I don't know a whole lot about this team, so I don't like that I'm picking it without having a whole lot of, um, like, over-the-top knowledge. But, I mean, obviously they were led by Chris Winkie. Uh, they had a really, really solid offense. I mean, I don't believe there was one game in general where they scored less than 30 points, and it was a 17-14 game over Clemson in Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, it just – this this team is one I wish I would have got to watch, and then obviously they closed it out by by beating Virginia Tech in the national championship, forty six twenty nine, a dominant victory at that. Um, I just I, I feel like I, I feel like this is the one I want to go with. I had others in mind, um, but I kind of wanted to go out there and and maybe reach for one, and I don't think I picked the wrong one. You know, they're certainly not near the bottom with me. Like 2017 Alabama, though they were talented, they had their problems. They were pretty rough. Ohio State was just kind of like a Cinderella story in 2002. That was a pretty rough champion. Mm -hmm. I don't put them, or even Oklahoma, who I felt like would have probably lost to Miami that year or would have had an interesting game against Washington and uh, Marquise Tuiasasopo. But – I don't think Florida State's on that level, but I also I like they're kind of somewhere in the middle, like that Tennessee team in '98, or like some of these Alabamas, like that 2015 team who was stacked with NFL guys but just didn't have that quarterback. Uh, Winky was actually a good college quarterback. Yes, they didn't really have that like pop out NFL talent. They had Peter Warwick, Chris Winky, and a well coached team. That's what they had, which is why they mm-hmm. they weren't really even considered in my eyes. Yeah, I just I look at this team and I think, you know, it just I I don't just look at the um, like the record, even though they were undefeated. I mean, obviously we look Bobby Bowden as a head coach, um, and then I, I, I look forward. Think about some of the other talent that maybe not played on this team, but did end up being NFL guys. I mean, obviously Chris Linky was was solid. I'm pretty sure he was in New York. For the Heisman uh, ceremony, Anquan Bolden was a freshman quarterback at the time. Yeah. Uh, they had Lavernius Coles, who ended up being a really solid receiver for the Jets. Um, they weren't bad. They they weren't great, and maybe maybe I reached, but I'm I'm cool with letting. That's this, fine. Uh, well, it's fine because I, my number two overall is still. Avery. My number two overall is still available, and I'm very. Much like actually not shocked that it's still available. You guys ready to hear who it is? Are you ready to hear who it is? I think I'm going to shock you guys with this one. Alabama 2020. It's not the Alabama team I would have went with, but. Uh, Well, okay. So let me just say, I think this is probably the most talented Alabama team that was there. They were young, 
on defense, but that offense was just so loaded. I mean, you're talking probably the best offensive line in the country. Uh, you know, you're talking also about a backfield who it wasn't like as good as some other backfields, but Najee Harris was just a freak. And then you're talking about the Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith, John Mechie, who was a second round draft pick this past year, not to mention Jalen Waddle, which how deadly would that offense have been if he stayed healthy the entire year? Well, they were still pretty deadly without him. 41 touchdowns, four interceptions, 52 to 24 in the national championship. The closest game they had all year was what, like two touchdowns or something like that. I mean, they blew out everybody and I get COVID year, but I'm sorry. Sorry. A six point game against Florida where Florida was trying to come back there. I'm sorry, but they played 11 SEC opponents and 13 power five opponents and went 13 and out. They have my respect, and it might be a little bit of recency bias, but after uh, five years passes, unless we have two or three amazing champions, they will 100% be in my top five. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I was actually personally going to go, if I didn't go with Florida State, which I don't know that I'm regretting it, but I was going to go with 2012 Alabama. Uh, I thought that team was was extremely – yeah, that, that was the one where I was going to go with at least. I, I think I think I was thinking about 2012 Alabama, uh, and you know, as far as just like greatest Alabama team that Nick Saban has had, I just I mean I kind of look at the quarterback, and I'm not especially you know in 2012, just not that impressed with a younger AJ McCarron who was very efficient. He was very good. But he didn't necessarily have to do a whole lot. He wasn't asked to do a whole lot. And, and that running back pair that they had with Yeldon and Lacey back then was really, really good in college. It's just Sometimes I have a hard time. Well, but was Mac Jones asked to do a whole lot in 2020? I mean, you just mentioned the yes. receivers. Yes, he was asked to do a hell of a lot more because of the downfield passing, the you know yards per attempt was a lot higher, I believe, in 2020. I could be wrong on that, but, I mean, McCarron didn't impress me as much as Mac Jones did in 2020 there. And I will say, also, I felt like the receiving core was better, and the defense was – Yeah, of course. In 2020, I feel like the receiving core was 100% better because this was a very young Amari Cooper is what we're talking about. And you're talking about two guys who would go and get drafted in the first round and one coming off of a devastating injury. And Jalen Waddle, we see what he is with the Dolphins, right? So it's like – and Devontae Smith was the best receiver on that team according to all the awards and stuff like that. So I just – we can go with the controversy there, and that's like kind of modern Alabama versus, you know, the – Old run the ball between the tackles. They had two. They had two guys over 1,100 yards. I mean, that's. So I'm not trying to take anything away from 2012 Alabama. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Not saying you are. I was just curious about uh, why why 2012. I mean, I get it. Obviously, I mean they were, as you said, good and Mm -hmm. clearly are deserving of it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any issue with with AJ McCarron, but we also got to think about like they they had some really good players there too. I mean, look on defense. I mean, CJ Mosley, D Milner, uh, offense, DJ Fluker on the O line. They they were obviously a good team, a good enough team. I, I think I think the problem with 2020 Alabama though is we're still trying to figure out where all of these guys fit in as far as the next level and some of these names that they're just like you know college football names like Will Anderson really jumped on the scene this year and he wasn't of course the player that he was but he had ten and a half tackles for loss he was really good and Christian Harris and Dylan Moses, who who both were really talented coming out of high school, and they showed it on the field. Jordan Battle, you're talking about Pat Sertain, who was probably the best lockdown corner in the country. J.C. Horn wants to disagree, but, I, I mean, Pat Sertain, we know what he is. So it's not like that defense is void of talent, and I feel like that offense had quite a bit more talent. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I've, again, no, no disagreement, really. I, I can't have a hard time disagreeing. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I, my personal opinion is the 2012 team. Yours is 2020, and I'm, mm-hmm. I think we're good. There's no real need to argue yeah. about it because e- either way, I think those are, in my mind, the two best Alabama teams. Just I 100% agree with that. It was you, – you have to mention an Alabama team. And two through five was really, really close for me. And then number one was very easy for me. I'm not going to lie. I have LSU 2019 behind him. I just felt like that defense at Alabama was a little bit more talented and a little bit. And better. that's totally understandable. I mean. And I felt the offenses were very comparable. Mm-hmm. They yes. played a 10 game. No, schedule. no, I'm not. I'm not saying no. I, I'm just saying. I have a different opinion of that, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. That, that's all. I, I will give you Joe Burrow's a way better or not way better, but he was quite considerably better than Mac Jones was. Um, I will say it's kind of like the same argument we had with with Bryce Young. I mean, how how much was on you know the receivers doing a lot of that work rather than mm-hmm. Mac Jones? I'm not saying Mac Jones is bad. I love Mac Jones. He's he's yeah. doing a hell of a job in New England right now, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. But well. I just don't think that, for me, Mac Jones would have been where he was if it weren't for the receivers. And maybe you can say the same about Burrow, but, I mean, Burrow showed up and did it the year before, too, and then changed offenses and did it better. When we're talking about Bryce Young, we've been talking about it, and I've been critical of him in comparison to winning a Heisman Trophy. Mac Jones didn't win the Heisman Trophy that year. It was his teammate, Devontae Smith. And I also believe that one of Bryce's teammates should have won the Heisman Trophy, but not Bryce. I thought they got it right in 2020. I thought they got it wrong in 2021. Now, granted, it was a little bit different, of course, because I didn't think it was Jameson Williams. I thought it was Willie Anderson Jr. And I still think that to this day. I think he's the best player in college football coming back, and I thought he was the best player last year as well. I agree. Albeit, I would have loved to see the guy who finished second with the Heisman, but you know, I, I can't be. I can't he's disagree. A good player, you. but you know what I think. I mean, you know, too. you know, at the end of the season, I was agreeing with you. Not yeah, because, I know. Not, not because I didn't want to yeah. see Aiden Hudson win, but because Will Anderson was the best defensive player. We could have and, had two 
We could have had two oh. fantastic defensive players in New York, and I would have been mad. Because who Will else Anderson didn't even get an invite. Exactly. So ridiculous. And, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, CJ Stroud is so much better. I'm going to tell you this. Bryce Young had the better season last year, 100%. He accomplished more. He was a little bit more efficient, and he didn't have some of the rough moments that C.J. Stroud had. When you watch them throw a ball side-to-side together, you could definitely tell which one of them is a more talented player, but then you could watch a full game of both, and you could tell which one has that leadership in those quarterback uh, qualities. That's not C.J. Stroud. That's Bryce Young, and that's why Bryce Young got that invite to New York and why he did win the Heisman. Yeah. So even though I don't mm-hmm. think he deserved the Heisman, and even though I think C.J. Stroud's more talented and can produce on the field a little bit better when he's having his good moments, it's not like you're talking about Bryce Young being absolute dog water. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what else to call it. Absolute dog food. Absolute dog food, yes. Great. So real quick. Just going down the list, that top six I was talking about, it was just fast. Miami, Alabama 2020, 2019 LSU, and then I had 2008 Florida, 2012 Alabama, and then 2014 Ohio State. You could call it a home pick. You could call it what it was. But that team had so much talent. And seven would have probably been that USC team, or seven would have probably been Texas. Eight would have probably been USC. I, I honestly, obviously LSU, Miami. My my third was actually going to be USC two thousand four. I don't know why I thought Cam said two thousand three, but it was going to be two thousand four USC. No, I and then uh, it was going to be Florida State twenty thirteen. And I feel like I maybe probably should have went with them instead of 99, but the team I honestly know like that 2013 Florida State team. A lot of people don't realize how talented they were. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, 1999, I, I think that was a better team than 1999. Florida I State. think yeah. since we yeah. saw that quick fall off, we all kind of forget it. Kind yeah, of, uh, how good that, that 2013 team was. That's college. Like, I, I was really gonna go that and maybe, yeah. Mistake on my I was part. looking you at that 2000, but I'm gonna leave it up there because, you know, in the moment. Yeah, I was looking at the. <laughs> me. I'm sick, man. I. <laughs> trying, man. I was looking I at that like 2013 Florida State team, and that's one that I was considering. They had two national champion quarterbacks on that roster too. Mm-hmm. Jake Coker was the was the backup. Mm-hmm. So. But, yeah, you're talking – like, Devontae Freeman and Carlos Williams, they both were very, very good running backs. On top of that, you had Rashad Green and Kelvin Benjamin, who were really amazing too. So, a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, that'll do it for today. Again, back to two a week. Catch up with us on Saturday, the start of our Top 25 in-depth preview. Now, you're going to ask, what what Top 25 are we using? Well – I went to NCAA.com and found their way too early top 25 where um, I copied it, took it down, and we're going to take our uh, use our takes on it because the AP poll doesn't come out until mid to late August. So our top 25 previews start Saturday. Our conference previews will start Sunday with the Mac. And, yeah, from there we'll uh, we'll see with that. We'll have some extra stuff going on with it. Hi, Colin. Uh, yeah, Colin. Colin dropped out, but uh, nope. it, it's 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 so good 
because we know college football is coming back. It's mm-hmm. it's this close. You know it. That's a I great it. feeling. It's it's it, we're coming up on time, man. I'm ready to go. Uh, hopefully, I don't feel like ass on Saturday. We can get it going. And uh, yeah, so without any further delays, we're gonna wrap it up here. So Tyler Isley, Kevin Jester. For Colin, uh, follow us on on TikTok, uh, Ice LSN, Ice LSN, and then uh, you got Colin with Bash LSN as well. So uh, we're I'm gonna get started uh, probably when I'm feeling better, and then I'll uh, follow season close. So uh, yeah, ready for it. We'll see you guys next time. Then thanks everybody for tuning in. Like, subscribe, all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time. Bye.